for loving us. Thank you for saving. Thank you for loving us. We remember where you got us from. My love, my keeper. Yes, Lord. You are our lover, our keeper. Jesus. Just remember. My love, my keeper. You picked us from the mud and clay. Our lover, our keeper. Everything you're my wonder. Ah. My love and I keep my everything, you're my wonder. Everything you're my wonder, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, my God, oh, my Father, hallowed be, be to your Zikata Bandos Kata. Brandos Kapandos, he cut highly brandos, kilai brandos kataya. Roko pandos kapandis, sekaila brandos katai. My love and my father. We worship you, Lord. We exalt your name. You are the most high God. There is none like you. Wheel within the wheel. You who dwell between the cherubim. Ancient of days, Alpha Omega. God of all creation. God of all flesh. Take us outside. Take us outside the camp. Shift our minds, O oh Lord. Give us a grace to persevere. 
shift us from having milk from senior on in the capacity as father shift us from dependence to interdependence give us an appreciation of you in the capacity of creator of all eternity that we are just a blip in all things in the administration and economy of eternity oh lord help us live as paul did to live for christ to die is gain give us the grace to ascend oh lord Give us the grace to be the individuals you created us to be. That you formed us to be. That you catalambanoed us. That you apprehended us. That the world, our generation, will see the glory of God. That will never hoard your glory. Our lives will always be a reflection of the goodness of God. Sandoshka e labrandoska tai. Oh, she kai labrandoska ika da bandoska taia. Zida bandoska pai labrandi ikando shadai. Urapandoska e labrakatozi labrandoska tai. Mande silaba babando shamando kapai labrakatoza. Ete boboshka pando shike la braka pando skapai. O sida banda shikai le bramando skapande shikai la braka toza mando shatai. Mande kai papando sipa lo bratosh katai. Oh, we honor you, God. We honor you. Sika papando skapapasi la bababa shatai. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, Mandaka, come and take your place, O Lord. Libra Kata, outside the camp. Mandika, come and take your place, O God. Lead us deeper. Zika Pandushka, take us deeper. Shika Pandu Kandu Sekela Bababa. Oh, Sigile, teach us to transact. Mandushka Palo Brokota. Ababa and prosecute in the deep waters. Ekado Bandushkata. Makando Shekala Batosa. Makakato Silalaba. Make us battle ready. Mande Sala, forge us, oh God, forge us. Laba Shalabadaba, put us in your fire. Burn the dross, burn out the alloys. Mark the impurities. Ida Baba Baba Lobratos Kapai. Ah, Shida Bando Katai. Rakato Sikala Brakatosa. Manda Yada Bashikai Labratos. Sada Bandoska Ikado Brandos Kataya. Zando Shamando Kapai Labra Ikala Brakatosa. Makondos ke ilabrandos ka ala o kapazo mamande katobobosa rakato babande shada ikandos katai rande kadabandos katai shida ba sokomala brakata zokomanda kata 
Ebenezer, we appeal to you. Zakadabara for the remaining six days, O God. Labrakadaba Shande Ikai. Lababa elevate our understanding. Manda Kadabasha. Oh, as you indoctrinate us. Abasha, as you induct us. Ika in the school of the spirit. Makabandoshka ikandoshka bando rakatande shakataya. Mande kilababa as you reveal how the economy of heaven and how the spirit the causal realm works let us understand reveal God how we can impact our world uh, the physical transacting in the causal in the intangible in the invisible realm as legitimate entities uh, that can that can live both on earth and take our place in the heavens as legal entities lord reveal to us the power the autonomy that you have created us to have while we are much sought after as creatures of creation as we are much sought after inhabit us oh god spirit of the sovereign Lord inhabit us. Maka Pandosh Kataya Rodobos Katai Rakandish Kapande Ilabrakata. Oh Sekete help us colonize, oh God, for your kingdom. Help us halak, oh God. E Kadabashada, let our mouths e kalabab spouse e the gospel. Use our mouths for battle and our tongues for war. Shekapatande You are both a poet and a warrior. Jetapaba spirit of the living God. Makapapaya. We appeal to the spirit of prophecy. Never early and never late. You are the precision of your scripture. Ah, the light of Genesis before the day was. Makadoska Paila Brakatonde Keta, the builder of faith throughout the ages. Shata, oh the glory and lift up of our heads. E da baska pandoshka ikala brakata. Mande katoza bando shataya. Rande kalabashe ketete. Ah, we have come outside. We are outside the camp, oh God. Maka barabase de debosha. Rata papa, give us the grace to ascend. Give us the grace to persevere. Oh kabala brata. Manda kadosh kataya. Ratande ke la brakatoza. Mande yadabashanda dadaba. O kata makapala basha. Give us a grace to persevere. Makapa to change our minds. To change our mindsets. Edabasha to be no more babies, no more infants. Ah, little children. E kadaba we in that place for too long. Makabaraba and you are changing us and you're shifting us ah the god of time god of acceleration god of manifestation ah bah you're bridging the gap we go in 2023 ah no longer little children ah bah ah but young men and women mande kadaba shedebosa ratapakoba Oh, there's more to see. There's more, more to be revealed. Eh, la ba shada. Oh, kapatosa. Man, there's more to see. 
more to experience. It may not always be pleasant. But all things happen for good, not necessarily our good. We have understanding that our lives are to bring glory to you, O God. Then it is a scary thing, O God, that to bring glory to you, O Lord, our lives may have some detriment. Let us be ready. Let us be ready. To bring glory. Help us, O God. Mande kata ho seketa parokota mandos kapande keda bashanda darba rada bakada baba bande kete o sabandos kataya rakando shada baba baba o mande kalaba give us the grace to persevere ah shegedebosa makada bashatai rande kete no more milk no more milk aba Le bracata dosha, O macando shekele bashande de devo, Roca baba to eat the meat, Ah, le bashada bakataya, O to eat the meat, Mande keda basha, Ah, sheke de devosa, Raka daba seda daba. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Makadaba seda devosha. Our Lord, as we become like the proverbial tree, our planted beside living waters, that we will meditate on your word day and night. We will not walk in the way of the wicked. Or stand in the path of the ungodly. Or sit in the seat of the mockers. We will be a burning light, a burning light, oh God. Everything we do, labor will prosper. This is our season, the season of Bukur. Labrakata, help us, O oh Lord. Let us partner with the Spirit. Ah, shift us from dependence into interdependence. From dependence into interdependence. Labrakata, pa. Oh, Sikai Labrakata. Oh, Shadabashande de Bosa. Rakataba Labrakata. Oh, Sababa. Let us be grateful, eternally grateful, O God. Edaba Shadaba, like the proverbial leper. Lekandos Kapande Shadai. Lebrakata Papa Somalabashakatai. Oh, that we give grace, I will give mercy, we, we give grace. Glory to you, O Lord. We give glory to you, O God. Shadabakatande kitei. Oh, we do not withhold your glory. Only you are worthy. Only you are worthy that our lives will be a testimony of your glory. Mande kabandoshka ikalubraskataya. That our lives will be a testimony of your glory. Ah, shekadadabasa. Rakata. The three in one. Sekit ko equal ko Eternal, Ashanda Kapapapa, self-sustaining, self-sufficient one. Alabashada, Yahweh, Makandosh Katai, 
Rande Kadaba Sede Devosha, the gift and the giver. Makadaba Shandi, Rande Kaikadosha, Makandos Kapapapa, as we head in 2023, oh God. Labasha, let us not have anything unspoken, anything outstanding in 2022. Ah, these remaining six days, oh God. Help us to hoover up that which we have not. Hey, that, that slipped through the cracks. Manda Shaddai, Libra Kata. Ah, help us be in alignment with your timeline. That our Kronos will align with your Kairos. Manda Shandikete. Ah, Laba Shakata. Rada Baba. Seke Libra Katando Shataya. Mando Koba. Oh, Seda Babando Shkapande Libra Katondo Shataya. Oh, Segalabando Shata. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Shakandos Kapando Kalabrakata. We thank you, God, because you are in this place. Manda Sekalabasheda, but it's all about you, Lord. Manda Dabaskata. Rakada Baba. How you are molding and you are forming your army. Ladabasheda Bakata. Raka Toska, O Sababande Kalabrakata, Jeda Babandushkataya, O Sigalabasha, it's all about you. Libada Bashikitete Labandushkata, O Rikata Bandushata, O Sialabandusha, all about you. We worship you, O God. We worship you. Labanda ikadaba sida baba. Take your place on the seed of our emotions. Take your place in the seed of our appetites. Labashanda ikadabusa. Makato selabashikitete. You rule and reign, O God. Ikadabashita pakumandushkataya. Randi salabatatusa. Idabandushikataya. Great one. Great one. We call you again, Great one. The one who defines existence, the I am. so deep yet so easily explained. A description we will unpack for eternity and not completely do so. That you are the I am. You are the ism of isness. You are the raw material of reality. Nothing exists outside of its dependence on you. You were, you are, and you will yet be. Not because you span time, but because you exist outside of time. 
Time is literally a sandbox that you built to test and edit the construct of reality that you have created for us. Ilekoma sila torobo shagadi. Elebroma. Aikoto brondes kepreninga turie ketaliata. You are sovereign over time. Which is why sometimes you don't seem to be on our schedule. We lift you up tonight. We extol you. We exalt you. We extol you. We exalt you. Be glorified. Be lifted high. Tonight we say that it is unto the King eternal. And unto the reigning King, it is unto the Lord Almighty. That all blessing and glory and honor and power will go for you will yet get glory from the affairs of our lives starting tonight for it is your goodness that will be seen that all men may acknowledge that the Lord he is God Thank you for this mountain that you have brought us to these last three, now four days. Thank you for the six that are yet to come. Thank you for every vessel of grace through whom you will inseminate the atmosphere with your word and your spirit. Thank you that we are not alone tonight. Thank you for the presence of divine dignitaries. Thank you that we have not come unto Sinai tonight, but unto the mount that is called Zion. Surrounded by hills or a part of the, hill, the hills that surround Jerusalem. The church of the firstborn. An innumerable company of angels. The spirits of just men made perfect. A blood that sprinkles. And a general assembly. Tonight we have come to the parliament of Zion. Tonight we have come to the parliament of Zion. Zige de Buriata. We have come to the parliament of Zion. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Lord, tonight would you heal bodies? 
Would you save souls? Would you break demonic yokes? Would you cause the heavens to roll back that your cloud or that, the glo that your glory may come through every cloud? Would you reorient us? Would you direct us? Would you set a course for destiny? Would you set a course, Lord, for destiny? For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, now and forever. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again and again, we say thank you. Again and again, we say thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Father, over these next six days, would you begin to deal with us about the coming season? Would there be prophetic traffic? Would you invade dreams and visions and, and altars of prayer? Would you speak through your word? Father, I am asking, we are asking tonight that we would not enter 2023 blind or unaware of everything and anything that heaven would have us in the in the know about that there would be nothing lord nothing that heaven has seen fit to bring us into the know about that we are bankrupt of insight concerning. Your credit is good with us, so we say thank you. All around the world, would somebody clap your hands, oh you people, and shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Come on, somebody. Shout to the Lord with a voice of praise. We lift his name on high welcome to night four um you know i've seen many of you write it in the chat and i'm excited because it means that you have bought in to the counsel of the lord and so for the first time i'm going to use a phrase that uh, many of you've been using for the last few days a phrase that was confirmed by pastor fuller on tuesday which i bear witness with welcome to the tabernacle of moses camp meeting right tony Welcome to the Tabernacle of Moses Camp Meeting 2022. We have 10 days to spend in the presence and the glory of God. We have 10 days with which to climb the hills of Zion, hear the word of the Lord, uh, uh, receive the voice or hear the voice of the Lord, receive the word of the Lord and come back equipped to build what we see. Amen. Uh, uh, as it was with Moses in Exodus 24 and 25, we will see a pattern in the mount. Someone say a pattern. We will see a pattern in the mount. And our job is to come down and build what we see. Because 2023 is about to be a year like no other. Somebody say a year like no other. A year like no other. Camp meeting, toot toot, Monica. That's right. All right. Get your vo <laughs> I was going to say get your voice out. Get your Bible out tonight. Um, we're going to Isaiah 60 tonight. Now, uh, for those of you who are not aware, uh, this, these 10 days we have some of God's finest with us. Uh, today's my last day 
I don't know if you, uh, some of you are probably happy to get rid of me, but one or two of you may be sad. Today's my last day being the lead minister uh, at, at, the, at, the, at these sessions. I'm, trust me, I'm, I'm, I'm not just happy for a break. I'm happy to receive. Amen. The Bible says the glory of the latter shall be greater than the former. The path of the just shines brighter and brighter to a perfect day. And so if, if Pastor Fuller's uh, first leg was anything to go by, then we're in for a treat. If that was the beginning of our guest minister's uh, 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 sessions, then I'm looking forward to what's coming. And so tomorrow we will be, we will be ministered to by the Reverend Celia Appiah J. Collins. If you have not been exposed to this woman of God's ministry, you are missing. And tomorrow you need to rectify that. Reverend Celia is a mother in Zion, uh, has been a mother to myself and Dr. Jocke for, for a few years now with a heart of gold and a gift to match. And I always look forward to her, uh, to her grace in this pulpit because she always brings a clear prophetic sound from the Lord. When Reverend Celia ministers the kingdom culture, and, and I've noticed it's, it's not the same everywhere. There's places you go to as a guest minister where you have a word to give. You know, you have a teaching, uh, whatever it is. But then there's places where you are a part of what I call the de facto presbytery, where you are a part of a wider team of ministerial gifts God has assigned to that house. And when such people minister, Tony, they speak the counsel of the Lord. And Reverend Celia is one of them, so I'm looking forward. I'm going to come with my notes tomorrow. On Friday, my twin is going to be in the house. I know he's way bigger than me physically, but he's still my twin. Uh, the Apostle Femi Adun. Uh, I have missed, you know, we uh, we used to live five minutes apart. Now we live eight hours of a time zone apart. Uh, but my brother's going to be with us to, on Saturday, uh, bringing the word of the Lord. I can hardly wait. And then on Sunday and Monday, Reverend Austin Okbare will be ministering. Uh, again, another part of our de facto, de facto presbytery, another prophetic voice that I'm looking forward to hearing from. And then finally, to round us up at this camp meeting, on Tuesday and Wednesday next week, we have the grand finale. And the grand finale will be with my brother, Reverend Gideon Odoma, who will be with us in person in the studio. So he won't be coming in virtually. He'll actually be live here in the studio. Uh, the event right now to register for tomorrow, for next week is finally live. Uh, Chrissy, I don't know if you can work it out with the uh, admin team and how we can get the information on the screen before we close tonight. But you can, as of right now, you can register uh, to be one of the first 80 people who will be allowed uh, no more than 80 we can take in the studio for next week tuesday and wednesday for the grand finale uh if oh it's in, okay so i'm told it's in the description of this video but christy if there's a way to actually project it on the screen i think that would be great as well uh, and maybe if our graphic designer will not be uh, too upset if he can help us slap that on the flyer that would be great too and so don't miss next week, Tuesday and Wednesday. If you can get to London, make sure you do so. Please register and please only register if you plan to be here in person. Amen. Amen. You don't need to register if you're going to be joining us online. All right, get your word or get your Bible out tonight. Let's go to the word of the Lord. Tonight I'm starting in Isaiah 60. I'm starting in Isaiah 60. Uh, I am tempted to do a brief recap of what I spoke about or what I ministered last night. But uh, truth be told, both time 
I have neither the time nor really the strength and the inclination. So go back and listen. If I'm not mistaken, there should be a playlist in the video description of every single night of this journey so far. Make sure you catch up if you missed any one. Isaiah chapter 60. You're probably tired of reading this scripture by now, but stick with me tonight. I'm going to put a new spin, well, not a new, but a slightly different spin on it. The Bible would say, arise. Somebody say arise. arise. Someone say shine. For thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Arise, shine. Why? Because something called light with a personal touch has arrived for you. Tony, but light did not come on its own. Light had an accompany, uh, an accomplice. Light was accompanied, sorry. And that entity that accompanied your light is called the glory of the Lord. It is risen upon you. And tonight, as the Lord gives me grace and strength, uh, I want to follow the lead of Pastor Fuller. From, if you notice, Pastor Fuller's message on Tuesday kind of shifted the trajectory of where I've been going since. And I'm going to do my best to wrap up the thoughts the Lord was unraveling in my spirit along these lines. We're going to talk about the glory of the Lord vis-a-vis -vis our light. Father, open the heavens tonight. Pour out the spirit of revelation and truth. Not because of the preacher, but in spite of the preacher's humanity. Birth your counsel. Thine be the kingdom, the power and the glory. Forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let's take the keys down completely. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Arise. Oh, it just occurred to me that you, well, I probably should have put that on the screen. So let's see if we can do that real quick. Now, I'm not going to bother repeating if you, if this is your first time in, on the, by the way, if this is your first time connecting with Kingdom Culture tonight, just let us know in the comments section. We'd love to welcome you. Uh, if you, or it's your first time in a while, somebody invited you, you stumbled onto this on YouTube, you're welcome. You're in for a treat. Also, everybody, this is what you could do as usual. Just smash that like button. Uh, if you have not subscribed to this YouTube channel or if you haven't followed the Facebook platform you're watching on, please do so right now. And if you could share this link with as many people as possible, YouTube will be of the opinion that this is a video and a broadcast that as many people as possible need to be aware of and it will multiply your efforts exponentially. So in a season called Bukhar, the brightness of our rising. Like Reverend Gideon told us at the summit, when you're in darkness, it is preferable that you sit or you may hurt yourself trying to make things happen. That the wise response to the night seasons of your life are not more effort, but more preparation. I want you to write that down. When you are in a night season, the wise thing is not more activity, Tony. It is more preparation. The Bible says, 
I must work while it is day, for night is coming when no man can work. There are seasons of your life where more effort will not lead to more results because God has calculated those seasons as downtimes. And the appropriate thing to do with night is to rest and prepare. God said to Moses in Exodus 33, he says, prepare to meet me in the morning. If I had time, I'd take you there. Exodus 33, he says, prepare to meet with me in the morning. Don't try and meet with God at night in the spirit. Nighttime is the time to prepare. Can I get a witness in the comment section, somebody? But when you come into light, in essence, light is a signal to move. It is not a guarantee of the outcome if you don't move. Oh, take your time, Israel. Let me repeat. Light is not a guarantee of the outcome without your involvement. It is a signal to invest your involvement. So the Bible says you must arise and shine. In essence, Tony, your light can come, but you don't shine. You get where I'm going? So like I taught yesterday, there are three stages in the, in the maturity of a child and the same in the spirit. First John tells us, I write to little children, I write to young men, I write to fathers. Little children know the father. Little children are conscious of the fact that their sins are forgiven. In essence, the curriculum for a child in the spirit is to teach him what is available to him. What is available because his sins have been forgiven, new creation realities, and what is available because he has a father. And like I said yesterday, the Lord's Prayer is the, is the prototype prayer for a child in the spirit. That prayer should change as you grow. Then he writes to young men because young men are able to overcome the evil one because they are strong. In essence, the curriculum for a young, for an adolescent in the spirit is how to activate what is available to him and by personal responsibility enforce the check that heaven has written. Does that make sense? So the curriculum for spiritual adolescence is how to actively enforce the, 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 the possibilities that come with the economy of the kingdom and by personal responsibility to establish dominion. But then there is, say that again? Initiate, by initiative. Then there is a third curriculum called the curriculum for fathers, which is to know him that is from the beginning, to then take this level of spiritual authority and initiative and, and capacity and submit it to the sovereignty of an eternal one understanding that his will is not always designed to be pleasant to you. To marry the sovereignty of God with the authority of the believer and willingly yield in submission, alignment and recalibration that God may get glory. Hmm. And understand that God's glory is not always gotten by the, by the means and by the templates 
that would personally benefit you. But we spent the whole of last night with that. I don't have time to repeat. But now I want to bring this home to Isaiah 60 as we go into the end of this year and into the beginning of a year of performance. Next year is the year of government, remember? Government, governance, and governing. That the, the children that have been born, the young children, the little children, that have grown through, can I get that, that, that device please? That have grown through becoming young men can now become uh, fathers by the correct and the accurate dissemination of government, the administration is what I'm looking for, of government that must be upon their shoulders. Yes, Lord. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. And so as we make this transition, Tony, there is a set of dealings that I believe the Lord would have us yield to that we may understand. Are you ready? Okay. Arise and shine because your light has come. Tony, this is an instruction. It's not a request. It's not an admonition. Listen, it's not even an offer. It does not say Feel free to arise and shine. Y'all are quiet in the comment section. Talk to me. Come on. I'll add your boy tonight. He's not saying feel free to take advantage of light. He's not saying go ahead and, and feel free to shine because of light. It's a command. Which means it comes with the penalty of consequence for disobedience. I repeat, refusal to obey this instruction will carry consequences. It is not a matter of personal preference anymore. God is not saying, I would like you to arise and shine for your benefit. No. He's saying, you must, if you will be in obedience. In essence, there are seasons of your life, Tony, where shine is a rebellious act against the will of God. Where being sat and not shining is punishable. Because it is a flagrant disobedience to the expressed will of God. And the question then becomes, why is God so, 
Why, why is he so invested in my shining, in my arising? Why is it no longer my business whether or not I shine? The answer is because your light did not come alone. Tony, everybody's just quiet tonight in the comment section. I, I need to know that y'all are there. Talk to me. Amen. Holler at me. Come on. Let me know that you're tracking. I don't want to drive off and leave you behind. In essence, Tony, as you graduate through the school of the Spirit, a season comes in your life where your life becomes the determinant of whether or not God gets glory. Where God ascribes the magnificence of his reputation to the perception of you. The glory of God is now risen in essence there was a season where god's glory was dormant in your life where only people of discernment could observe that there was something on you and in you from another dimension where your results and your weight did not match in that season tony Feel free to sit because nobody will judge God on your account. In that season, whether or not anything of value comes from your life, whether or not you display godly character, whether or not you display the, in essence, nothing about you will make anybody change their mind or, or, or update God's resume. Tony, season comes. God says, when your light comes, it comes with a partner. A partner is called my glory. And Tony, if you have not learned what we spent the last few days looking at, you will misrepresent God with calamitous consequences. Giving glory to God begins with the understanding of what Pastor Fola taught us on Tuesday. Returning to thank him. It carries on with what we see with Herod. Acknowledging that behind everything of value in you is his glory and his goodness. But Tony, there is a third dimension. Where giving glory to god goes beyond what you say and how you conduct yourself in terms of acknowledging his supremacy over you tony where your literal life becomes a tool that either ascribes to or withholds glory from god Hear me, hear me. There is a place in God, a stage in your trajectory in God, Tony, 
where your literal daily existence is either ascribing glory to God or withholding glory from God because your light has come. Where you are in a place of prominence such that men make up their mind. For instance, let's, can we look at a few examples of this in scripture? Come with me to the book of Daniel chapter 1. I want to show you a few examples of what I'm talking about. Daniel chapter 1. So you know the story. Daniel is part of a royal sea that is captured and taken to captivity in Babylon. He's made a eunuch. And that, that's a very nice way of saying he's castrated. But I digress. Just think about that. There was a price to pay for significance. Tony, there is always a price to pay for kingdom influence. And thank God we live in the New Testament. It doesn't need to be medical castration. But the, 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 see, the, the principle is this. There are levels, Tony, of value in the kingdom that will cost you your ability to conceive what you want to conceive. There are levels of patriarchy in the spirit that when God, a eunuch, see, a eunuch was a house overseer, was an overseer that the king trusted with a part of his kingdom and or household. And the reason why these men were eunuchs were the king did not want somebody in that significant position who had an agenda. If you could father a child, if you could love a woman, the king was suspicious that your natural affection may push you to treachery. Somebody could blackmail you against the kingdom using your wife or children. Does that make sense? So to rise to that position in the administration of the Old Testament kings, they wanted a sterile man. A man who could not love a woman or be loved by one and who could not father a child. In essence, the king felt if there is nothing the enemy can blackmail you with, I can trust you with my agenda and see some of these eunuchs were in charge of the king's harem the king's wives because a man who has who is castrated cannot defile the king's wife tony i have learned that in your rise in the kingdom there are levels of significance and authority with the heavens that call for spiritual castration some of us and i include myself in this tony have not succeeded in rising to certain levels because there are still things in our lives that heaven knows we are unduly attached to. And at that level, your, your allegiance cannot be questioned. There can be nothing the enemy comes for that will shake your total allegiance to the will and plan of God so on your way up the ladder there will be a snippety snip snip at every level in exchange 
for this level of significance, God will ask for this dimension of castration. But I digress. So Daniel is, let's go back, Chrissy. Daniel is in Babylon. And he has just told uh, the eunuch in charge of these men. In essence, the guy was, Daniel was dealing with the guy who he would someday be, a eunuch. But I digress. And they told him, our God has would have us follow this consecration. The, the, the guy said, if the king finds out that you're only eating grass, well, not grass, vegetables and water, pulse. Uh, <laughs> I said grass. <laughs> oh, boy. By the way, I'm having grass for dinner tonight, Tony. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and so Daniel has, and his friends have succeeded in asking the eunuch to allow them keep their consecrated diet. Verse 17 says, as for these four, no, verse 16, sorry. Thus Melzar, the eunuch, find out what Melzar's name means in the Hebrew, it'll interest you, took away the portion of their meat and the wine they should drink. So he takes away the doctrine and the spirit of Chaldea and gave them pulse, vegetables. The Bible then says, as for these children, God gave them knowledge, listen, but he didn't just, I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to be quick, but I, I'm seeing too many potential uh, 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 rabbit holes here. See, knowledge is not enough to rise in this kingdom. Listen, Tony, you need skill in learning and wisdom. Listen, it's not enough to have knowledge and wisdom. You need skill in applying it, but I digress. Skill in learning. Think about that. Not knowledge. No. Now that you have that knowledge, you need skill in learning. So in essence, there is a skill called learning. Learning requires skill. Not ability, skill. Ability is in it. Skill is cultivated. There is a, a dimension of skill that you can develop, that you apply to learning that makes you superior to those who don't have it. But I digress. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the day, the king said he should bring them in. Then the prince of the eunuchs brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. Now watch this, everybody. Watch this. The king communed with them. Someone say communed. But again, I digress. The word communed is deep. He had fellowship with them. He didn't just interview them. He communed. He koinoniaed with them. It went beyond just asking questions on a panel. He, he, he spent time mining the depths of their minds and hearts. And found known like Daniel, Hadaniah, Mishael, and Azariah. We call them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they stood before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding this in, that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. So in, Genesis, in Daniel chapter 1, the king had come to the conclusion that these guys were far better than everybody else he had access to. Right? Okay. Now come to chapter 2. In chapter 2, the king has a dream. He forgets the dream. Well, he doesn't actually done that. He forgets the dream. He has a dream. He asks his uh, his magicians and his wise men to interpret it. They tell him they cannot. He threatens to kill them. Right? Now, they say in verse 10, 
the Chaldeans answered before the king and said, there's not a man upon the earth that can show, in essence, no human being can do what you're asking. There's no king, no lord, no ruler has ever asked anything of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. It is a rare thing that the king requires, and there is none other that can show it before the king listen, except the gods. There is a matter that has come before this court that everybody acknowledges only an Elohim can answer this call. Okay? The king then says, kill them. Listen, when Daniel hears, he says, why is the decree so hasty from the king? Ariok tells him what has happened. Listen, then Daniel went in, meaning he went to the king himself. Again, that's another dimension. Tony, can you imagine the level of skill and people skills it would take to go to a man who's just ordered your death and ask him for time? I, I wish I could go into some of these things. A guy has just said, kill all of them. And one of the people he said to kill comes and has the skill with which to bargain for time. The question then becomes, why could none of the other magicians and magi bargain for time? What was so special about Daniel that he could negotiate with the man who has just licensed his death and say, give me some time? May God give you and me that skill. See, there are things we suffer, not because God wants us to suffer, not because we didn't pray hard enough, Tony, because we don't know how to talk to people. Can I, can I just digress there for a second? This in itself is a dimension of the glory of God. Tony, are you aware how many things I have been able, I have been graced by God to acquire or receive? How many doors that have opened to me or through me for other people simply because of the skill of dealing with people? There are things that heaven cannot do for you without using a human being. Ah, talk to me, somebody. It's quiet tonight. You see, it's cold here in this studio, so y'all better talk to me. Tony, the Bible says Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor, not just with God, but with man. How many things have you lost because you don't know how to handle other human beings? How many consequences have you suffered because you lack the wisdom of God with which to deal with another human being and talk them off the ledge? I, I don't care. Well, if that's the case, fine. Fine, you just suffer for nothing. There are times when the art of divine persuasion is required. So Daniel buys time. And then what happens? He goes to his house. He tells his friends that they would desire, listen, mercies, Tony, of the God of heaven concerning this secret. That Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed unto Daniel in a night vision, not a dream, a night vision. 
Remember, we talked about the vision dream. Daniel answered and said, Blessed, in essence, something, someone came to Daniel to tell him. He didn't just see a dream. He interacted with an entity. Daniel answered and said, meaning Daniel answered the entity he spoke to or who interacted with him. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. Listen, for wisdom and might are his. He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings, sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that have understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness. Listen, and the light dwells with him. So when light comes, it means he came. Now, I'm going to jump all the other pleasantries there. I want to skip to the king's answer or to Daniel's conversation with the king. Verse 27. Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded cannot the wise men, astrologers, magicians, or soothsayers show. The king, in essence, no human being can do what you're asking. Verse 28, Tony. But there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets and makes known to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, what shall be in the latter days. Meaning that God was talking to you through that dream. He then tells the king the dream. Right? And look at the king's response. I want you to follow the king's response very carefully. Verse 46. Tony, then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and worshipped Daniel. Underline that. Who did he worship? Daniel. And you need to remember, remember it is written, the definition of worship is not necessarily bringing an oblation and treating a person like they are a literal spirit. No. Proskineo simply means to ascribe supremacy to something. Now, spirits demand proskineo. You don't have to proskineo only a spirit. So, the word worship does not necessarily mean what you're doing it to is a spirit. It is just the behavior that spirits demand for men. The king gave to Daniel what should go to God. You see what I mean, Tony? By there is a level of elevation where your literal life becomes a filter that either ascribes glory to God or deprives him of it. Because the king cannot see God. He can see the one in whom God is in. Now let's keep reading the king's response. Listen. He fell upon his face and worshipped Daniel. Listen, Tony. He commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto a human being. In essence, a ritual altar sacrifice. The king instructed a spiritual altar to be built to a human being. 
I, I really don't know why everybody's so quiet tonight, Tony. To a human being. It was not enough for him to worship him. He says, offer an oblation. Let me show you what an oblation is. Because you, you may not understand the significance of that. Let's look at, Chrissy, the word oblation. It's the word minka in the Hebrew. Listen. Meat offering, gift, a meal offering, a sacrificial offering. Do you know what that means, Tony? An animal was killed and offered on an altar. He was treating Daniel like a god. This is Nebu, as I call him. This is Nebu. Someone say Nebu. Nebu. This is, this is not some chief of... No, this is, the, this is the emperor of the known world at his time. This is, the, this is the Napoleon, the Alexander the Great of his time. This is the, the number one human being on the surface of the earth. This would be the, the, the king or queen of the British Empire at the height of the empire. A guy so arrogant that the very next chapter, he builds an image and says you must worship that image. Ah. This is a guy so arrogant that eventually God had to humble him by making him an animal. But in that moment when Daniel's light came, there was a performance of glory through Daniel. And the king says, build the man an altar. Ah, talk to me somebody. Tony, build the man and see, Tony, in my small life, I have seen this a little bit. Tony, God can break out through you. It can be by power, healing, deliverance. It can be by wisdom, conversation, counseling, counsel. It can even be by just your behavior and character. That makes such an impression on another human being that they will literally worship you. They'll literally worship you. And it confounded me to see, Tony, that Daniel did not stop him. I don't know, but Daniel did not stop him. And God does not rebuke Daniel for not stopping him. I'm coming to that in a second. Look at this. Look at this. Chrissy, let's go back. Nebuchadnezzar worships him and commands that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors. And in that moment, Daniel does not stop him. You know why, Tony? Look at verse 47. Because the king was doing it with revelation. The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God, listen, is a God of gods. And those three words, God, God, gods, are the same Hebrew word. H426. 
And by now we know what that is, right? It's the word Elah. Someone say Elah. From which you get Elohim. A deity. Someone say a deity. Your God, your, your divine, your supreme being is a supreme being of supreme beings. Your Elohim is an Elohim of Elohims. In essence, the one you worshipped is worshipped by entities who themselves deserve worship. God says, you know, it's okay, Daniel. I won't, I won't. In essence, if the king understands that my, in essence, I am ascribing to this man a level of submission, not because he is God, but because his God is so great that the entities that honor him themselves deserve honor. God says, okay, let it be so. What am I saying? Listen to me. Tony. That there are places in destiny where it is a thin line between being Daniel and being Herod. First of all, you will notice that Daniel chapter 1 already told us that the king had come to the conclusion that Daniel was 10 times better than the rest of the magicians. So the king was not making any new discovery about Daniel's supremacy to the rest of the magi. Why didn't he worship him in chapter 1? Because his light had not come and the glory of God had not risen. Daniel was pregnant with potential and ability, but God had not yet seen it fit to place his glory on him. Tony, I'm, me, I'm, I'm saying there are seasons in the life of a man, male or female man, where it is not that this man is doing anything different than what he did before. It is not that he's any more intelligent, any more anointed, any more gifted, any more surrendered to God. It just pleased God that in this season, God took the garment called his glory and wrapped it around that man. And listen, Tony, God was very conscious of the fact that when he did that, people would treat the man with some semblance of what he deserves. And part of the training for a man who will walk in that level is the ability to be a transparent screen to where all that proskineo coming to him goes through him to God. Peter says, look on us. Think about that. Not look unto Jesus. Look on us. Why? Because I am transparent. If you stare at me, you will see nothing of me. So it is safe to look at me. It is safe to give the oblation because it is clear to the person giving it that it is not going to the person receiving it. Okay, now, for those of you who are thinking, uh-uh, no, this is, okay, hear me. Tony, what's the difference between building an altar of oblation to a man and a person coming to their pastor or prophet with, an, with a seed. What's the difference? 
And if you are stupid as the man of God, yes, I'm the man of God, yes, bring it. You're, you, you just destroyed your life. Tony, it's an act of worship. And it better be clear in your mind that you are not the ultimate recipient of that worship. So first of all, if you see, if you notice that this person, for instance, Nebuchadnezzar said, while I'm making this altar of oblation in Daniel's honor, it is because I understand that there is, listen, a God of gods. He says, Daniel, your God, what you just demonstrated has nothing to do with you. In that moment, God says it is safe to be a conduit of the honor. If it is clear to the honorer that the honoree has nothing of their own worth honoring except God through them, God says it's safe. If there is any doubt, if there is any doubt, Tony, if there is any doubt, we're in a herod situation. But secondly, like I said, Daniel had always been 10 times better. What was special about this moment? His light came. And in that moment, God clothed him with glory. Tony, and Daniel's life was so constructed, let's get the keys please, that there was no doubt in the mind of Nebuchadnezzar who the ultimate custodian of that glory was. Daniel had left no doubt in his dealings in that courtroom, in that court of the king over the years he served, that he had a God. And when he performed wondrously, everybody around him came to the conclusion that that God was the ultimate administrator and custodian of that glory. In essence, Tony, if Daniel's life up until that point had been misconstructed to where there was any doubt as to who really was supreme here, Daniel would have been in trouble. And so, Tony, there are many of us whom God cannot trust with this out of love for us. God can't trust us. Because he knows he will have to kill us. Tony, I'm not joking. Herod died in the New Testament. Are you aware? The worms ate him for not giving God glory in the New Testament. After the death of Jesus. This was the New Testament. There are levels of this thing where God will have to remove you from the scene. I've seen it, Tony. I've, 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 I've seen things happen and I knew either this person was going to die or they were going to go through a calamity. I knew it. I've seen people do things and I said, heaven will not let this slide. I've watched people stand on a stage in the middle of a conference or service where the glory of God was so pregnant 
and everybody was honoring God. And their demeanor told me that in their mind, this was for them. This is my conference, my church. You, you, I could see it in their body posture. And, and I told people, it won't be long, watch. And it happened exactly. And it wasn't because God showed me anything. I, 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 I've walked with this God too long to be in any doubt as to the level of his jealousy over his glory. Anthony, there are levels of your light coming where God cannot divorce you from, or God cannot remove you from the, what's what I'm looking for now? From the supply chain of glory. In essence, if you are the tool of operation, there is a level of glory that by default will come back through you. You cannot perform at a level with God's glory on you. And the people who observe or benefit from it don't send God's glory back through you. Notice I said through you, not to you. In essence, it would demand a degree of deference and honor. And at that point, you better be transparent. Your demeanor, your life, your comport before then. I, I don't mean you say, I know, it's, you know, say, we give God glory. See, you can say we give God glory and gl no glory goes to God. It's not by mouth. It, 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 there must be a reality of your comport and life arrangement that has already made it clear and continues to make it clear. See, this thing you're seeing, you know, see, he's a God of gods in essence. You think I'm a God. Why? You See, look at, so look at this. The Greek pantheon is a perfect example. In the Greek pantheon of gods, there is a quote-unquote sky father called Zeus. He's not Yahweh. He's a demon. But he's the head of the pantheon. And then he has children and siblings who are also gods in the Greek mythology. Poseidon, Hades, uh, Artemis, Hercules, Diana, Aphrodite, the rest of them, right? Hera, whatever. Okay. So, he is the king of gods. But he's not the only god who gets worship. Does that make sense? Is that paganistic mentality that the average human being brings to what I'm talking about. In essence, Nebuchadnezzar was saying, I know there's a big G, but even you who serve him, you yourself, you're a small G. And because you're a small G, you yourself deserve some level of honor. And I'm telling you, Tony, you cannot rise in God to a level before you start to encounter that contradiction. Now let's, let, 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 let's look at what happened after that. Let's go back. Then the king made Daniel a great man. <laughs> who made him a great man? God will make me great, yes. He will most likely use other human beings. I only fear God, good. I only respect God, wrong. Because in the economy of greatness, Tony... Other human, see, God will use heathens to make you great. And gave him many great gifts. Keep saying, see, he made him a great man, gave him many great gifts, and made him ruler over all of Babylon and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. Tony, 
one moment. Oh yeah, of course they were jealous. Look at this Hebrew slave. So it, it doesn't matter whether you're female in a man's world, whether you're black in a white world. Are you hearing me, somebody? Whether you're young in a world of old. No, no, no. See, when your light comes, Tony, all rules go out. See, you can be a convicted felon like Joseph and they will naturalize you and give you the wife of the, the, the daughter of the high priest as a wife. They'll commute your sentence when light comes. They'll pardon you. So you see that these two things came together. Can you see here? In, 20, you see, in Daniel 2, 47 and 48, we see the glory of God. In Daniel 2.49, we see, so Daniel 2.47, we see, so Daniel 2.46 and 47, we see God's glory. In Daniel 2.48 and 49, we see Daniel's light. Daniel asked the king to elevate his friends with him. And he sat in the gate. And I told you that the gate of every nation was the second highest place after the king's throne. The deputy was usually at the gate. The physical gate, yes, of the city. The king ruled from his throne through his deputies who were where the robber met the road at the gate. Now, Tony, you see what I'm talking about? These two things come together. The light and the glory arrive together. Listen to me. And God expects you to be able to filter through them. Which one is yours and which one is his? <laughs> it is your light. It is his glory. Don't get it twisted. It is your light. The elevation, the promotion, the significance. Listen, Tony, even the oblation sometimes, God will allow you keep as light. The applause, the wow, the, the, the prophet offering. But there is an element that is his. And if you keep it, if you touch it, if you live in a way that preserves it for yourself. Secondly, Tony, at that point, which is where I want to bring us to pray tonight, you can besmirch his glory. There are levels you get to in God where your choices can destroy his reputation. At this point, the king says, because of what you did, I now know God is God. If he caught Daniel in bed with a palace made the next day. Marabahati <laughs> kurana 
ukurata ningede Let me show you this from another perspective. Second Samuel chapter 12. Second Samuel chapter 12. Let me show you this. See, Tony I found out that you know the question I used to ask a question you know but why why do you seem to turn a blind eye to some of the flaws of some of your men and women There are many answers to that question but one of the answers one of the components I've discovered Tony is the things God will overlook sometimes for a season because his glory is not tampered with Tamper with the glory either ascribe it to yourself or do something that disgraces him on a wide scale and watch him step in second time chapter 12 let me show you let me show you let me show you it should be obvious that i'm talking to people who are about to step into glory so if you're listening today wondering how this apply to you rejoice heaven is indirectly telling you something is coming where this will apply to you if you're in obscurity and your life means nothing this is of no value to you so rejoice god see god will not orchestrate you to hear this tonight if he doesn't have plans for you okay second samuel chapter 12 this is the story of nathan confronting david after david has basically killed uriah and taken bersheba second samuel chapter 12 verse 7 this is nathan um pronouncing judgment on David. Listen, listen. Nathan said to David, thou art the man, meaning the guy I just told you in the parable about, Nathan tricked David into passing judgment on himself. He told David a parable, and David said, kill that man. Nathan said, yes, you're right, we'll kill you. <laughs> Again, this is, this is an example of people's skills. See, if Nathan had gone to Palace and said, David, you will die, he might have died if God had intervened. So God had to give him wisdom. He says, you're the man. Listen. Thus said the Lord, listen to what God says to David. Listen, I, someone say I, anointed you king over Israel. Someone say I. I, God is making it clear, nothing about you. I delivered you out of the hand of Saul. Verse 8, I gave you your master's house and your master's wives. Pause. Did you... Realize that. Okay. Now, does God have a problem with fornication and adultery? Yes. We're saying, David, since I know you liked women, I, I, I made provision under the Old Testament law. And in case you're wondering, I am not justifying it. See, see uh, to the glory of God, this man lives clean and pure, especially in that area to God's glory. I'm just saying, God was saying, David, see. I've overlooked your issues in this area until now. Your womanizing is something I have just I've factored into your Old Testament reality till now. What changed? Listen, I gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. Listen, and if it had been little, I would have given unto you such and such things. Meaning, I would have given you more. 
David, I was content to keep blessing you and raising you and lifting you. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You've killed Uriah the, the, the Hittite with the sword. You've taken his wife to be your wife. You have slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Therefore, the sword shall never depart from thy house. Listen, listen, listen. Because you have what? Why was God punishing David? Simple. You what? So, God is saying to David, it's not the act I'm punishing. It's what the act meant for my glory. David, what you have done, in essence, you, didn't, you, have, you did not factor in. You, you were so hell-bent on doing what you wanted that you didn't sit. You, so, despite doesn't mean hate. It just means it was not important. David, it was not important to you what this would mean. And let me show you what God was talking about. Come to verse 14. How be it, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. In essence, David, you have disgraced me. You did not figure, you, 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 you were not, you were so hell-bent on gratifying your desires that it didn't occur to you what this would say about me. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. When a husband violates his marital vows, Tony, it's not an issue of him and his wife alone. The Bible told him to love her as Christ loved the church and told her to submit to him as unto the Lord. So as far as that woman is concerned, Tony, God cheated on me. Does that make sense? God violated my vows. As far as those children are concerned, the priest of that home, who is a God demonstration, God abused their mother. God wrecked their... Does that make sense? There are levels of elevation where your actions are ascribable to God. When God's glory rises on you, God now holds you accountable for how that glory is perceived and interacted with. And if he loves you, he will delay that glory from arising because he doesn't want to have to judge you by that standard. Tony, hear me. Hear me. You think David started womanizing when he became king? Look at David's track record. Nabal dies. David waits for Abigail to finish her mourning and to almost the day. Says, Abby, all right, come. Why do you think Milkal was upset when David was dancing? She didn't just say you were dancing naked on your underwear. She said you were dancing in your underwear, listen, before 
the women, the virgins of Israel. She was jealous because she knew the kind of man she had. And throughout David's life, God seemed to turn a blind eye until he became king. Because when he became King Tony, he was no longer a man. He was the representation of God's glory. God says, you can't, you can't act anyhow at this point. So at that point, your lifestyle and your demeanor better ascribe glory to God and not keep it for yourself or ascribe a besmirching to his name. Kingdom culture, I perceive tonight the Lord is asking us to commit to this standard for the coming season. Shalom. I want you to stand with me. And like I said, if you're hearing this tonight, it means if you're hearing this and you think there's nothing, well, I, I'll never have this problem because there's nothing valuable in my life at the moment, then God is actually indirectly making you a promise. If heaven saw it fit that your ears find this warning tonight, it means there is glory in your future. I want you to make a vow to the Lord. Let's stand wherever we are. If you're not driving or at work in a place where you can't stand, I want you to get on your feet tonight. Take the keys up a little bit and say, Lord, help me. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Lord, help me. Help me. I need your help. Lord, I, I know myself. Kutapi left to me. Ah, no, 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 no. This won't go well. Left to me, this will not go well. <laughs> mm. No. I know my I know my flaws. Tell him. I know my insufficiencies. I know my my on on uncouth and perhaps even for some of us ungodly tendencies. Have mercy on me. Thank you for the mercy of delay. Now give me the mercy of preparation. That in the days to come, Abba. Tony, can I get my jumper? That in the days to come, in the days of elevation, come on somebody, pray, pray. That all the glory would ascribe to you. Let my life bring you glory. Let my days bring you praise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shikete. Alie kuranaman sakatabali. Esobrokotonente. Come on, pray. Lift your voice. Help me. Help me, Lord. Ale kumaila tuzavine kunaprani. 
You see the weakness in my humanity. That your enemies would not have occasion to blaspheme. Tony, this was what God was punishing David for. Does that make sense? Not the act. The act was bad enough. And, and when you grow with God, you understand why God hates sin. It is not the act of enjoyment God has an issue with. It's what it means for his glory, for his nature. It's the message it sends about who and what he is. How it corrupts his ability to accomplish his agenda in and through you. It's the same act, Tony. With one woman, it's godly. With another woman, it's sin. Just think about that. It's the same activity. With one man, it's marriage. With another man, it's fornication or adultery. What's the difference? But what, what, what's the difference in the covenant? In essence, why is God so angry with it being done out of covenant? Because it communicates a perversion of his glory. There are levels of elevation where your life better be an accurate depiction of God's glory. Tony, I don't know about you, but I know that in this season of my life, this is the standard by which I'm about to be judged. I know that I am about to ascend into a place of destiny where God's glory will be under a microscope. And I need help. If that's you, open your mouth and pray. Help me, Lord. Help me, tell him, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Lord, you see my weakness. You see my weakness. I come naked, tell him, and unashamed. You know my weakness. You know my pain. You see my secret thoughts. You know my heart. I can be real with you. I will be real. Shenelelo rokoko si paranungidi zikele burra kakoria kapapali etela no sekeata zigedeatoria kakabori keti sikunanto rokoboria katabroko sikete menti shelekonambradi.
Say, Lord, help me. Help us. At that point, the construction of your life must be a depiction of the glory of the Lord. The way you function, the choices you make, the culture of your home, the approach with which you handle people, Tony, a while back, I was, I was debriefing with God about something. Um, there was a scenario in which I was made aware that somebody or group of people were not too happy, you know, were, were, were emotionally affected. Uh, in a negative way by their dealings with me these were people to whom i was a leader a covering a father and 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 i went to god and i, I was like lord i mean come on isn't this a bit too isn't this too deep isn't this too onerous right i said i i literally said to god how can a human being be expected to live up to this level of expectation and the response was then that human being should not claim to represent me Tony God was saying if you're comfortable with a person seeing you as my primary messenger in their life then be comfortable with them expecting your dealings with them to adequately and accurately represent me. And God says, you, 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 in essence, you better meet the standard of as much as humanly possible being God to them. Not in how you lord it over them, but in being the conduit of my heart and mind for them. Help me, Holy Spirit. This is what it means to be the body of Christ. Jesus told his disciples, the Pharisees, sorry, he says, if you've seen me, disciples, sorry, you've seen the Father. I am that much of a representation of his glory that you will not make an error if you judge him by your dealings with me. It is to that man that a level of light can come because the light will come with God's glory. And you better treat it correctly. So when you say, Lord, let my light come, you're saying, God, let your glory rise. Heaven's response is, can you manage it? Saints, I told you this is my last night. I want to pray. I want to pray. If you want to give, the details will be on your screen.
We're back tomorrow at 7 p.m. Reverend Celia will be leading tomorrow. On Saturday, Apostle Femi will be ministering. Monday and Tuesday, Reverend Austin. Uh, Sunday and Monday, sorry, Reverend Austin. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, Reverend Gideon will be with us in the studio in person. I want you to take the next few minutes until you're ready to say, Lord, help me. Help me find grace. Help me find grace. Say, Lord, help me find grace. To order my affairs, order my life as a custodian of your glory. Help me. Help me. I cry. I cry. Sane koriatama. Saliko rekete fanta. Afanta rakoruketema. Shaila tuna. Ebeniata. Atelier telelo katipa. Zikete vurukunande biriete. Help me. Anaiko roko sibaradaila zeleburiekete manto 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 leke se peletwa ataboruania katapa pranentwa rekete ailotonempreketikapa that your glory would not judge me. Help me find alignment with you. 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 Anarumai kaninorama salekoto benegetita. Ilata tatapona ettetetia alekototo itelata atatatatatiti inemeliane aniakuraba. You see the instability in my humanity. You see the limits of my flesh. You see the infirmity in my makeup. You see the things that come easy to others that are difficult for me. I come naked. I come naked. I come naked, Lord. Salavuna mareke tilabrodokwa. Anamuria. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. 
Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy on this boy. Let me find mercy with you. Mercy to live this life. Mercy to live this life. I lay my Build me. Build me with your glory in mind. Construct my life and my reality as a temple, as a tabernacle of your glory. Save me from me. Tell him somebody. Save me from me. In this season of elevation, let it be you they see. Let it be you they see. Let it be you they see. Father, tonight we cry on the eve of your glory, on the eve of elevation. On the eve of your glory. On the eve of your elevation. In this season where light has come and is coming. Don't give up on us. Wrestle us. Till we lose to you. Insist on us, Lord. Insist on us. Till our lives give you glory. And our days give you praise. Trust us 
help us not to fail you. That we may be the brochure. Let every crown laid on us end up at your feet. Let every value ascribed to us end up with you untouched, unsullied, and unbesmirched. Let the estimation of a generation of you grow as a result of interacting with us and not shrink. Let your essence, your reality, your character, your value systems, your choice pathways be fully hardwired into our lives. Let the glory belong to you. We give you praise. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Somebody put those hands together for a worthy God. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back tomorrow. Um, I will be carrying this into my prayer closet from tonight. I suggest you do the same. We're back tomorrow at 7. And leading us tomorrow, ministering will be the Reverend... Celia Apia G.A. Collins. I'm looking forward to what Mama has to say. On Saturday, 7 p.m. every night, Apostle Femi Adun will be here virtually. On Sunday night and Monday night, it will be my brother, Reverend Austin Okbore. And on Tuesday and Wednesday next week, the grand finale live from the studio. He'll be with us in the flesh. Reverend Gideon Odoma will be taking the baton round the final bend. To God be the glory, great things he has done. To God be the glory, great things he is doing. To God be all glory, greatest things he yet will do. We encourage everybody who is connected to this platform in one way or the other, either regularly or periodically, to give to the Lord tonight and as usual. This is a season where our stewardship financially has been emphasized by the Lord. If you tithe, Kingdom Culture is humble to be a storehouse, uh, a portal through which the tithe is received on God's behalf, not as a legalistic requirement, but as an act of grace and faith in God. Please let us know clearly that it is a tithe moving forwards. Uh, we want to be sure exactly what comes in as a tithe because it has instructions for its application. If you're giving to any of our projects, our building fund, our orphanages, our media and broadcast structure, anything else, whatever it is you're giving to, please mark it clearly to prayer culture. Whatever it is, mark it clearly on your gift. There are three ways you can do so. They're on the screen. There is also uh, links and descriptions on how to go about this in the description of this video. Hold the neighbor's hand virtually in the chat. Let's share the grace tonight as we go to chew on these things. Father, I pray for me, selfishly first for myself and for all who hear me tonight that this would not judge us at any point in time in eternity 
Let the word of tonight construct and not destruct, destroy. Let it edify and not pull down. Let it not be a snare. Let it be a launch pad into your will. Let it conform, reform, and not just inform till we look just like you. Thank you for our light and your glory. To you be all praise. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, everybody. See you tomorrow at 7 p.m.